guys welcome back to another episode of the jmrk podcast <laughs> um today we we have on the singer from a choice to make nate um would you like to give a little introduction about yourself um i'm nate i sing in choice to make i play guitar and strength for a reason um from scranton wilkesbury area and uh i'm starting a label called 1240 <laughs> damn that's uh pretty awesome I didn't know that uh, you were actually a part of that label because I saw, um, I think it was on Facebook. I was uh, checking out your Facebook and you guys were posting Uh the choice to make vinyls were being sold on uh, the website, right? The 1240 website. Yeah. Yeah, It's like a limited run website. Um, Yeah. I uh, wanted to just do like a label for, to put out like local bands and stuff and like friends bands that I'm into pretty much just trying to help out people that might not have gotten helped out otherwise. Does that make sense? And try to like, try to p- expose the rest of the world to area bands. No, pretty much. I definitely get what you're trying to do. Cause that's basically what I'm trying to do with this podcast, but, uh, but not just locally, just like bands that I'm into that I think other people should yeah. be into as well. So I, I definitely get where you're coming from with the record label. Yeah. That's pretty much the whole gist of the label. Yeah. Nothing to like make a buck or like do like crazy bands or anything. Just, bands that i'm into and believe in okay um can we uh talk about strength for reason because yeah you guys was the band formed in 97 if i'm correct yeah they started in 97 um carl started the band and uh so they they were like a local staple honestly um when i was because i'm 30 and those dudes pretty much have like a decade on me. And uh, so growing up, you know, you heard about like, oh, strength for reason, strength for reason. I think the first time I saw them was like 2001 because they played outside of like the Wilkes-Barre area more. I lived about a half hour north, you know what I mean? So it was hard for me to get to where most of the shows were, which was in like the Wilkes-Barre area. So they came up to pretty much my small town area and played a show and I got to see them there. And that was the first time. And I had seen them a bunch since then. And then in 2009, um, Jack was having, I think his second kid and he plays guitar and they were a four piece at the time. They went from a five to a four piece. So they hit me up to try out on guitar and it worked out. And then that way, when Jack couldn't play shows raising his kid, I could, you know, do the four piece thing. And otherwise we do five piece. And, um, at that time, uh, Eddie Bonja had switched, um, stepped down drumming. He had been the, uh, original drummer there for the first up to 2009 and Jimmy Prisk, who had been doing some fill-in stuff for them and some tours he took over full-time because he was he ended up playing a lot of the stuff so it just naturally him and i came in at the same time full-time and uh tom schuster had been on bass i think since 2005 and they had like a slew of bassists before then actually i'm sorry the original drummer uh, are you familiar with wisdom and chains 
Yes, love that band. So Jotham was the original drummer. Oh wow, I had no who idea. Who sings in Wisdom? Yeah, and uh, so yeah, and then it was like, but Eddie, kind of, that was like really in the beginning. But uh, the main staple was Eddie, and then Jimmy took over uh, fully in like 2009 ish when I came into. And so it's been that lineup since 2009, me, Jimmy, uh, Tom, who goes by Rusty as well, Carl singing and Jack on the other guitar. And that's been like that since, yeah, 2009. All right. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I was like trying to do like to do some research and um, I forgot what website I was on, but they had you listed as an original member. So I was like, man, how old is this guy? Because I was like tripping out. No, no, no way. I'm, I'm an original member. I, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the age like uh, Jimmy and Rusty are in their 30s, but I think they might be at least five years older than me. I'm the youngest. And then Carl and Jack are in their low 40s. So, and Carl and Jack are from like the get go. All right. Okay. Well, that's cool. I'm happy you're able to give a cool history about the band. And now I know that yeah. you weren't um, in the band back in 97. No, nah, it'd be cool, but no. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember I first heard about Strength because um, I, I don't know if you guys are still are, but you guys were on Spook City Records at some point, right? Yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to think what came out on that. Um, it might have been, I'm trying to think what, but yeah, I don't know if they're on Spooks. They're on like, it was like Thorns Records, but it was like the same area. They might have done something on Spooksy. I'm trying to think. All right. I, I don't. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to dig. On. I'm going to look but it up real I, quick. I'm not going to debate you because it sounds right. But um, okay, yeah, I'm going to say there's at least some affiliation. Okay. So it was um, on Apple Music. They have uh, Blood Faith Loyalty listed as coming out okay. on Spooksy. You know what? That that I forgot Like what that came out on, to be okay. honest. Um, I know like show and prove i think that came out on that thorns records um and yeah spook city sounds about right for blood faith loyalty i didn't know if like uh, a euro label did that one too all right um i think filled with hate might have redone that one uh, years later but yeah okay okay <laughs> you're, you're right <laughs> yeah because back then i was really into well i'm, I'm still a fan of uh, this hardcore band that was from las vegas called Folsom. I don't know if you ever awesome. heard of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they were on Spook City and I was, yeah. um, you know, looking at who else was on the label and strength was on. I it, could so. be wrong on this, but they, before I was in the band, they might've done maybe like a Southwest thing with Folsom. I could be wrong. Okay. That, but yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, definitely would. But that's cool that you know Folsom because like a lot of people that that I talk to these days just have no idea who I'm talking about. Yeah, I definitely had like a Folsom CD, like Blood In, Blood Out, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, back then and like the yeah, two, like I guess like the like earlier or like yeah, part I would of say the that's 2000s. probably around. Oh four, oh five, yeah, oh six, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all around that that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, you said you were thirty, so we're the yeah. same age. So that, like, so yeah, that lines up. Yeah, so it was like in like high school f- for us. Yeah, exactly. And I think like I, 
you know what? I probably got into Folsom via the strength being on that label. You know what I mean? Okay. That's crazy. Like I got into strength, like would like, you know, talk about, uh, you know, their friends band, like knuckle dust from London. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like everyone in the area was into knuckle dust cause strength, you know what I mean? Promoted them. Whereas if they didn't, I don't know if I would have been onto them as early, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's a real good band. Yeah, I feel like back then, um, like I was always on MySpace, like trying to mm-hmm. like see um, what bands uh, or like what bands had other bands in their top eight. So yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, I was it's like, the if, equivalent if, to uh, reading like a lyric sheet and seeing those thanks to, and then that list of bands. Like any time a band is promoting another band, you always want to dig. Yeah, and that might yeah. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's totally fine. Go ahead. Um, yeah, that my I did that same shit with MySpace. MySpace was sweet for music because you could just <laughs> go down to like a rabbit hole and just keep clicking into new bands. It's kind of like related artists on Spotify now, essentially. Yeah, but I'm trying to think. Like, I I don't think um I've ever discovered like a new hardcore band through like Spotify or Apple Dude. Music. I, Spotify, like, cause, um, I guess like, yeah, I, I have, I had like, I'll start clicking down like the related artists on like newer bands that like, I'll check out the demo or something if it's on Spotify and just start clicking down these related, it might be a band that I've seen on flyers or that I've heard of. And it's like a newer band that I haven't gotten a chance to listen to or scour on their band camp. And I'll, you know, I'll click, I'll start going down that rabbit hole and finding out about new hardcore bands. I guess, yeah, younger, like hardcore, newer hardcore bands via that way. Not like an old hardcore band that I hadn't, that's been around and I'm like, oh shit, I never even heard of this. But yeah, I'd like that stuff for finding new, I guess within the past year, they have like maybe a demo or a seven inch. I've, I've come across it a handful of trying to think. Um, I feel like Illusion, that band Illusion. Oh, from, New York, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Akulu, like I just heard about from everyone's popping it off. But um, yeah, like that Illusion band, I'm trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head. Of course, I'm having like a mental block, but that's one that I was like stoked on just clicking on and getting into recently. Right. So, um, how important was it for you to have uh, choice to make demo on Spotify and Apple Music? Pretty important, just because that's where a lot of the listening happens. You know what I mean? Unless someone's actually on their uh, internet going to the Bandcamp specifically. You know what I mean? Which they have to be like, I want to listen to this right now. I need to go to this website as opposed to they're on Spotify, just thumbing around. It's way easier. It's just, you know, the time we live in, it's more digital and less physical. And it's, it's an easy way to get it out there to people. And, you know, people might come across choice to make like in a related thing or whatever, which would be cool. Um, do you know how long the demo's actually been on those streaming services? I'm going to say the end of July. We got it up on there, uh, maybe beginning of August, because I had it kind of set up 
ready to go when I knew I was going to, you know, get the stuff, uh, music back and all that stuff. And I, I just wanted to try to be on top of it a little bit just because it was my first, you know, 12 part 40 release and all that. Okay. And to be honest, I had no idea that it was on the um, streaming services until like the other day. So I've been yeah. going to the band camp for a really long time. Yeah. And I mean, the label's new and stuff. So we're still trying to build the social media thing. And I think like when we put it out, I made like a thing with all the little <laughs> logos for all these different streaming things that I was able to get it on digitally. And uh, I mean, unless you caught that post at the time you probably wouldn't know unless you're like oh i'm sick of going to the band camp maybe it's on spotify i'll type it in and it maybe it'll come up you know what i mean yeah and, so um real quick do you have twitter or instagram me personally i don't um i made one for a choice to make but i feel like of the social media platforms um getting into to like twitter now it's hard to get like momentum going and stuff if that makes sense just because it's less visual and more text okay you know what i mean yeah um so yeah but choice to make as a twitter uh i believe it's choice to make 570 like everything else so right. if you're on twitter and you want to tweet what choice to make go for it <laughs> i check it like probably every other day or something like that all right i'll definitely add that to the show notes in the end oh yeah that'd be great um, yeah to pump that out and have everybody just be able to click on that and follow you guys thank you yeah that'd be uh, awesome yeah because honestly like I, I spent like maybe like a like a whole day trying to f like mm -hmm. find you on twitter and instagram <laughs> like but, the band or me personally no you yeah because uh, you're gonna have a hard time <laughs> yeah and like i, I was like of, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah i felt like you were like just like a ghost or like maybe you went by <laughs> some like other name that i just didn't know about yet yeah i try to keep like uh my my personal social media pretty close to the the vest you know um okay. it's just i have always been that way uh i don't know why but um i just added added you on uh instagram <laughs> that's pretty much all I'm, I'm on i'll check on facebook sometimes to like facebook's mostly like to keep in touch with european friends that i've made going over there with strength for a reason besides that it's i don't care what people from my high school are doing so i just pretty much mess around on instagram for my personal social media all right. Yeah. And if it wasn't for uh, my friend Casey from the uh, the dividing line, he's actually mm -hmm. the guy that sent me your Facebook. So that's where I was okay. able to like first uh, hit you up on the Facebook messenger. Yeah, that was like uh, when I saw it, um, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I know because I always click just I mean, I'm not trying to like sound crappy, but I have a terrible memory. So. I'm playing shows or just even traveling to shows. I'll meet people like once or twice and I'm like, damn, I'll, I'll always have to check and try to recall if I had met someone. So like when he messaged me, I'm like, ah, I don't think I met this guy. And then I read the message. And I'm like, Oh sick. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and thanks for like hitting me up and seeking us out. And thanks to Casey for putting you on. Cause I know him a little bit, but, uh, not a whole ton so 
because he lives out of the area and stuff. But we've been I've been seeing him at shows for years. Yeah, uh, and I'm happy that you responded because like I like I, I, like the, the the worst part um, about doing this is like trying to pitch myself to people that, that I want to have on. I, I feel so lame doing it because just like the thought of them like rejecting me sucks. But um, most of the time it, it's, it's been pretty positive. But sometimes I'll just get like no response from anybody, and um, nah. and it sucks. Yeah, I mean, luckily, you're in, I guess, like uh, a genre of music that you're not going to run into too many, I don't know, rock stars, I I would say, or elitist people. I mean, there's pockets, but I think generally people are going to be receptive to any sort of positive uh, movement, you know, in the right direction from someone even if it's like someone you never met and they're across the country it's like you know they're trying to do something good might as well pitch in and be a part of it and if if someone doesn't want to be that's on them for missing out <laughs> yeah definitely agree with that because like um like I've, I've told people before that like i'm not doing this to get popular or anything weird like that i'm just doing this to like raise awareness for these bands that i think people should be into yeah, I feel like being the popular person in like the hardcore community is like an oxymoron. You know what I mean? It's like leave that shit at high school. It's like just try to give back to the community in any way you can. And if people are into it, cool. But if if they're not, whatever. It shouldn't be like uh, <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned, there's no uh, cool kids table in hardcore. And if someone feels that they should be at a table that doesn't exist. Maybe they're the ones that'll fade away quicker than the others <laughs> from what I've seen. Yeah. Cause we've obviously been around like forever. So seeing a ton of people come and go. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely waves and uh, you know, it's, it's like a two sided coin. It's like, obviously the people that left weren't, you know, dedicated enough and, New people coming up are, you know, possibly the future. So, essentially. So in 2018, like what um, made you or how did Choice to Make come together? Because you've been in Strength for Reason forever. Yeah. So pretty much Strength for Reason's kind of slowing down a pinch just because Tom, Jimmy and Jack all had babies within like a year of each other. So they're on dad mode right now. And, uh, I've been off work a little bit, like, uh, cause I had blown out my back and had to get surgery and stuff. So I was just kind of like sitting around the house in the winter and I'm like, I just want to write music, um, that I, I think is cool. Like that appeals to me personally, I'm going to write it, record it, and I'll shop it around to friends just so they like, it's way easier to do that. Cause I've been in the boat a million times of, Oh, let's get together and jam and that really goes nowhere and sometimes it's a little easier to be like here's the songs this is what i'm trying to do going forward stylistically i guess um would you be into this is this something and if someone's like yeah i'm into this it's way cooler than someone being like oh man like i'm not into this at all why am i investing this time it's like you know with choice to make 
I wrote the stuff and I hit up a few friends that I thought would be into it and they were. And, uh, then from there on, it's like people are in the band are going to be more stoked going forward and making music and playing shows and stuff together as a unit. Cause everyone was on the same page to begin with. So that's like how choice to make started. Okay. Now you saying that you, um, wrote everything makes way more sense because, um, I, I found this guy or girl, I don't know who owns the YouTube page. Um, I think they go by moccasin 87. Oh, moccasin 86. That's our drummer, oh. Adam Belch. Um, yeah, him and I went down. He, he might have posted a little. Are you talking about the little like recording of the demo video? Yeah, it was like a minute long. Okay. And I saw you in there on the guitar tracking. I think it was a guitar, yeah. right? Yeah, um, I did get both guitars, bass, and vocals on that. And Adam banged out the drums. Adam, me and Adam have been in bands for probably since 2007 or eight. We were in a band called Concrete Reality. I played guitar in, and he played drums in. And then we were in like a goofy band called All That. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> okay. so then when I was doing this, um, I, for the sake of time, I'm like, I hit him up and I explained to him what I wanted to do. And I'm like, if you just want, cause he's got a busy life too. And, uh, I'm like, if you would just want to come down to the studio, um, you know, we'll, we'll rehearse these songs or whatever. You could help me with these like transitions and fills. I'm like, here's the meat and potatoes of what I'm thinking for the drums. And he like, you know, he's a fantastic drummer. So he spiced it up and, uh, I'm like, yeah, we could come down. Cause I know you'll, you know, we won't, if I was buying the kit, it would, I'd probably have to do two days. You know what I mean? Cause I don't play drums consistently, but I could like, survive through a song if i need to whereas he could he's a great drummer you know what i mean i'm a mediocre drummer and um so he was down to come record and i'm like if you want to play shows after play as many as you want and uh you know he's still into it and still making it happen but yeah we went down and banged out the demo in like four or five hours it was sick and it was very we recorded with jake clark it was very comfortable and fun yeah, I give a, like a lot of credit to, to that page because I was able to see like I think like four or five different live sets that were like recorded. Yeah, like within like the last two weeks. Yeah, he tries to. Uh, he's like he used to like just make like shorts and stuff like little horror movies and things under uh, Ooze Dudes was like his like little like production thing, and. Uh, they got. I'm sure you could come across it somewhere if you're clicking around on his YouTube page. But he just likes like you know video things and edit things. So anytime we play, he tries to catch at least a chunk of the set or just traveling around. I think uh, those sets probably are from. We just did a weekend with War by Other Means from Buffalo and One Step Closer from Oaksbury, and uh, it was us and One Step Closer in the in the one van, and um, he might. I think he's trying to edit all that traveling footage and hanging out footage for probably another video, you know, because it's what he enjoys doing. He's a pretty creative dude. Um, but, how, uh, how's that show? Um, it was like, it looked like it was like in some like mini like skate park or something. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Bing style. Uh, Colin and Jay put that on. I think um, it, it's got to be such a pain, but they make it happen. You know what I mean? Uh, I, 
I've booked like normal shows and I can only imagine what those guys have to do to make it happen. They're really doing a lot up there in Binghamton. Uh, Colin sings in a band called Misgiver and um, he books, you know, he books Bing style with uh, <clears throat> this dude, Jay. And uh, I want to say Jay might be in blame God if I could be wrong on that. And if I am, I'm sorry, but um, yeah, they knocked it out of the park. It was like life agony trapped under ice um billy club marauder distort was sick um hangman holy mo- there's like all like 15 bands and i'm sorry maniac keith freeman yeah shout um, out keith and yeah he's sick but yeah we play that and it, it was it was sweet it was fun that's about an hour and change north of us and uh it was sweet that it was in that mini ramp because <sighs> it was you know, more like, uh, intimate, you know what I mean? Like when it got packed in there and like, no one could really spread out and start like Kung Fu and everybody, but the motion was a little more intense cause it was so close quarters. You know, it felt, uh, it felt like, um, I'm trying to think just a way more DIY. It was sick. It was, I don't think, I don't know if I'd want to see life agony again. Cause I don't, I won't ever catch it in that kind of environment. And that was the first time in, probably the last time i'll try to see them so um it was sick and thanks to those guys for having us and do they book all their shows at the, at the skate park <clears throat> no they only do that there i believe they have another uh it's called avenue diy it's in johnson city which is like 10 minutes outside of binghamton it's all considered binghamton okay and uh they like they do stuff there i saw like uh they have they had all out war there and i saw eddie doing leeway stuff there a couple months ago it's cool it's a real small spot so it's cool i like i like small spots the best to be honest um you, you guys played a show i think it was in syracuse with trail of oh, lies yeah. yeah um that was fun i was stoked to have trail alaska so um, that was in a small spot too. I, it was a real cool spot. Spark. They do a lot of shows there. Yeah. I actually had, uh, Tom, the bass player on the, the podcast. I think it might've been the day before that show happened. Cause he, he's a good friend. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that band's doing a lot of big things like, um, I think they just did Europe and Australia and stuff. So yeah, they just did like, I think it was only like three days. They just like flew out, yeah. did Europe like real quick and came back. They played a uh, sound of revolution fest, which, uh, <clears throat> my buddy Martin and no turning back. He makes that shit happen every year. And I think it might be the, the one of, if not the biggest indoor European festival. And, uh, he, he, he books like, a lot of the tours like for American bands over there and stuff like that. But, uh, if you haven't checked out, no turning back, they've been around a while. You should check them out. They're a good European band. Yeah. No, I saw them at uh, chain reaction like years ago. Okay. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. He's a, he's a great front man, very intense, but, uh, he's also just a very nice, good dude. He loves hardcore and he does a lot for, uh, stuff in Europe for sure. All right. I kind of want to bring it back to choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so you guys had like, it seemed like a decent, like a year for you guys. You guys put out the demo and played a bunch of shows. 
Um, yeah. do you, do you feel like, um, you guys are going to have a busier 2019, like maybe put out like a record or, uh, go on tour? Yeah. We got, I, I guess loose plans, I would say. Um, just cause Ryan sings in one step closer and they're busy as well. And, uh, he plays guitar and choice to make, but ideally, I guess the loose plan is do a few weekends, try to, you know, I, I, maybe like midwest go northeast and go down south and if by hook or by crook try to get to the west coast for a weekend or something like that and um and just like one-offs within like a five-hour drive just trying to like get out there and play live because i feel like that's the most important is like playing like playing shows playing live like the energy and all that stuff is like what's most attractive about this kind of music it's like i could put on spotify in my car record at home and clean my house but it's not the same as seeing a band and participating and experiencing that few minutes with that band is way cool it's the most attractive part of this so yeah and i'd like to do an uh like 10 song lp um try to put it out like maybe at the end of summer, early fall. So it would have been a year since, you know what I mean? We dropped the demo and, um, I guess that's just like the loose plan, play a couple weekends and some one-offs and get that record out. Cause we have, we're about half written on that, uh, those 10 songs. So I don't think it'll take much to figure it out and try to record in spring or something like that. And how's the, uh, the, the, the is like the band from like do you guys like uh, like rep Scranton or is it like Wilkes Barre or is it just like a collective? It's, it's a collective, man. It's Scranton, the greater Scranton Wilkes Barre area. Like it, I feel like just predominantly the rest of the country just hears Wilkes Barre, Wilkes Barre, Wilkes Barre. But it's you know the it's the greater Scranton Wilkes Barre area. It's all the small towns in between that generally when you hear wilkes Barre hardcore all those people like live like either 10 to 20 minutes outside wilkes Barre, even a half hour to 40 minutes you know they live closer to scranton sometimes and uh being from here you know who lives where and stuff but i guess it's just over the years gained uh a little more like recognition and easier but i always try to say scranton wilkes Barre, and i feel like late like in the past few years, everyone's just on the SWB tip, you know what I mean? The whole area, because Warren, uh, they're from like the Scranton area. One step closer is closer to Wilkes Barre area. And, you know, um, Adam lives by Scranton, Caleb lives in Scranton, me, TK, and Ryan live uh, right outside Wilkes Barre in Kingston 44. So it to just call it one town is kind of weird you know everyone's yeah. everywhere okay. and everyone's about the area yeah um when i think of that area i just like think of title fight i don't know if that's yeah. bad um no but. i mean they're they're big you know what i mean they're probably like the biggest um punk hardcore type band to come out of here and you uh, know what i mean and they rep wilkes Barre because they're all from see they're all from like right here you know, or I say here, but um, within five minutes of Wilkesbury, you know what I mean. And do you uh, know any of those guys in Title Fight? 
Oh yeah, yeah, I know all those dudes for years. Like I used to stay at Shane's house all the time and hang at Ned and Ben's. Like everyone, it's a small scene, so everyone knows everybody, and especially as the years progress and we all get older and there's less and less of us, you start making even like tighter connections that might've been loose years ago when there was more people, you know what I mean? Okay. But yeah, Shane, Shane's one of the, the good homies, you know, what I, I, I love Shane. He's awesome. And, uh, Ned, Ned has helped me with the record label a little bit cause he had back to back and <clears throat> Ben's sick. Jamie's sick. They're all, uh, they all put on for the area and, they're all like they've they, they've made a multitude of bands you know what i mean besides title fight they've created a handful of other bands that i don't i don't want to say gives the illusion to uh, a bunch of bands but it's like it's like one think i care and r&r and so be it and all those new england bands it's all like two or three rotating dudes and some other people making these bands which is sick so those dudes have put on for the area over the years and they're all great dudes. Yeah. And, um, this past sound and fury, uh, cold world was out here. War hungry. Mm -hmm. So this, yeah. 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 I grew up with, uh, I, I want to say Hudak, but Hudrak that sings in war hungry. Uh, I knew him before, like I was going to shows. Um, cause you know, we live with, in the small town within 10 minutes of each other. So through skateboarding and BMX and stuff, people kind of find each other. And then, uh, I started running into him at shows and I was like, Whoa, this is so cool. Like you're, you're here too. And you know what I mean? It's uh it's a small area. Everyone knows everyone. If you don't think someone knows someone, they probably do down over here. Okay. <laughs> it's sick. That, that's awesome. Cause, um, like obviously I'm from out here and like um, there's like so many like different scenes because like there's like right. LA I'm, I'm in Orange County so mm-hmm. like most of the time we just like lump it up into Southern California hardcore but really there's like the LA Orange County and like San Diego like um, scenes and it's like um, not that far spread out but it's, it's um, far enough from each other to actually be different. Right. Like what you say, it's like, could you drive an hour and still be within what would be considered that those scenes, you know what I mean? I think he'd be like right on the, like, the edges like yeah, just like the outskirts. Cause it, it just really depends on like where, yeah. like where you're at and where you're headed. So that would be kind of the equivalent to, I don't know if you've ever heard of like Allentown <laughs> or anything like that or Pennsylvania. I've heard um, of like Doyle's town. Okay. So we'll, we'll go with Doyle's town. That's okay. probably like an hour and 45 to two hours, but Allentown's in between here and there. And then Binghamton's like an hour North. So it'd kind of be like, if we like lumped ourselves in with Binghamton, New York or Allentown, Pennsylvania, but the areas are just so small and there's not even that many people in each area that, it, uh, everyone probably knows everyone in each area separately, but it's not all one strip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, but I, I get where you're coming from. You're in a bigger area where there's probably like more people and you might, everyone might not know everyone, but here just with the fluctuation of showgoers and stuff over the years, generally everyone knows everyone, um, do you which know, is sick. 
do you know if title fight is done or are they playing soon uh that i don't know so i guess time time will tell on that one okay maybe hopefully they'd play at least one more thing you know yeah because i love that band so much yeah people are really into like people go nuts for them they always have big crowds good reactions so they're they're doing it and uh i don't really know i know uh ned is doing his thing in new york and uh jamie's in school and stuff so i don't know if it's taking kind of like a real life back burner situation they're coming back around or what'll happen but i guess you'll just have to wait and see yeah i figure um if you stick around long enough you can see (laughs) every band yeah i mean Honestly, I feel like all these re- like over the past few years, there's reunions that are coming around, and generally, and then when they do them, I feel like they keep playing for like another year or two, and it's like, oh, well, I guess I'll see them again. Sick. Yeah, I think reunions um, can be cool, but like, I feel like I, I like to focus more on like the here and now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, because the here and now is what's going to create the next here and now do you know what i mean when those when these here and now bands mature and the kids behind them are gonna be like oh yeah i saw i used like my first shows i would see band x y and z you know what i mean and you know it made me want to start a band and then they start a band and then hopefully so on and so forth ideally not always yeah, no, I, I feel old when kids tell me that they haven't seen like certain bands that I've seen like a million times. Yep. I mean, that just goes with people getting older and the band slowing down and stuff, too. Whereas you might have caught them right, right in the, the hot spot. So you're going to catch them all the time. Yeah, but. so... Um, let, let's like take a break from reunions so we can yeah. uh, let them uh, get special again. Yeah, yeah, I like uh, I like seeing that like one-off reunion that makes it like it, you don't feel I guess gypped when they end up doing like a week or just they're playing like every fest. You're like, damn it! Like I went through so much trouble to go see this reunion. <laughs> And I could have just seen it like way closer to me for, you know, an easier drive and time. But I didn't know if they were going to do it again. And they generally always do one or two more. So I guess that's on your risk tolerance of not catching a reunion band. Yeah. If you're going to go the extra mile to see it or not. There's um, some bands like that were like inactive for a while that came back and said that they're going to put out new records and never did, which kind of bummed me out. I remember I want to say it was 2016. I Mm -hmm. saw um, Guns Up um, out here. They played right before Sand and Fury and they announced that they were going to put out a a new record and they just never did. Yeah, I mean. I'm not really a big guns up guy, but as far as the whole, I guess, idea you're touching on that, yeah, that sucks. But also they might've had every intention on doing it and things just either real life or the, the plan might've fallen apart in the meantime and to 
you know, relight the fire might be too much for them, I guess, at that time. But uh, I would say when people say they're going to put something out, they they believe it, you know what I mean? But life happens, and sometimes things just, plans fall apart on records and stuff, which sucks. I know I was in a band that kind of fell victim to that, and it really, like, crushed our momentum. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Sometimes things don't work out. And it's a bummer that uh, hopes were up. <clears throat> so how does choice to make stay together and avoid all that? Um, I just want everyone. It, it's pretty much like an open door. You know, if, if you're not having a good time, if you're not having fun, you, no hard feelings. You just be like, I, I can't or don't want to do this anymore. Uh, but I think everyone's into it. Everyone's, trying to we're pretty loose um so we just try to make it work like practices when we can and try to communicate as best we can i guess that's the key is communication so and trying to just play when we can and not stretch ourselves to make shows happen when we can't you know what i mean and just with writing or anything just let it try to naturally happen and just try to have it be fun. I just want it to be fun. The moment it gets fun is when it gets sour, which I don't want to happen. So as long as everyone in the band wants to do it and have fun, they could have fun and enjoy and keep going. I guess that's, that's the game plan, uh, to try to keep it going and keep it, um, enticing to everyone in the band because things could get boring if you keep playing the same stuff doing the same stuff over and over you know and it lack of communication makes things harder so as long as we communicate and everyone's in it to have a good time then i think it'll work out just fine that's awesome uh, how's the scene? Do you guys have like a steady, um, like venue that the local bands play at? Um, at? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you got more parts, hit me with the more parts and then I'll tackle them. Oh, uh, and I was just going to ask you about, um, like, uh, like other bands from the area that are mm-hmm. newer. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Right now, I would say One Step Closer and Warren, um, they're, along with us, like right now, I guess we're like the three newer, and they're not even like, Warren and One Step Closer have been around probably at least like two years or so, but I think like their wheels are starting to get more traction, they're playing out more, um, recording stuff, Uh, I'm putting out the a Warren record next year. They just recorded the songs and uh, should be say it's like if you're into like Think I Care or uh, Infest type stuff, like um, that's up your alley. And then One Step Closer is more on like a turning point. Like I hate to be like that, like, oh, they sound like this because they don't. They, but if you're into something and you, it's easier for people to want to check something out if I guess they have an idea of what they're getting into. Whereas I I don't care. I'll just listen to it. But if you're into turning point or more melodic stuff, um, one step closer, they're killing it. So, um, I'm hoping some 
younger people show up and start making bands too, like new, even newer bands. Actually, there's a another new band in Scranton, like more up north in Scranton area, um, called Ripped Away, and they're uh, they're doing stuff too. They're playing out a lot. Um, so yeah, Ripped Away, One Step Closer, Warren, and Choice to Make. So that's like four bands, which is good for like solid local bands you know and like no one's really kind of like a a filler band everyone's doing good stuff and writing new stuff and it's all all four bands are all different styles of the genre which is very cool um which i think is like important to have a little bit for everybody and actually like it makes shows like we could have an all local show with those four bands answering for a reason and uh it'll be like a mixed show but everyone's from home you know what i mean um and as far as like the amount of people that are coming out um it's been growing like it had declined a little bit but i think it's like picking up because we've been getting a good amount of shows uh tk who plays bass in the band books a lot of touring bands that come through and stuff like monday we're playing with uh combust and hangman um and then that other band ripped away is playing as well and then December 4th, we're getting Day by Day, Illusion, Ikulu, Dominant Force, and we're going to open that one. Um, so I think those shows will be good. And uh, as long as we could get bands to come through, that these local bands could play those shows and fill those cards, I think like that's just a good recipe for trying to like build a better community in the area try get new people interested in stuff um or at least people from out of the area to maybe travel pay more attention if there's bands in the area if that makes sense yeah do you guys get like a lot of people from like out of town um that roll um, out it depends on on the the show lineup to be honest like we had uh our first show was a big show it was like two tours that like kind of met here it was like uh uh, unified right distort breakaway blind justice crust us uh night fear uh night fear is a good metal band from the area forgot about them um and that show was packed and i think a lot of people i know a lot of people traveled for that one but then it also depends if it's during the week or the weekend um but generally it it really depends like um anytime blind justice plays at uh wilkes grant area like i feel like people roll for that you know what i mean they're uh they're a good draw around here so i guess it's variable on the lineup and if it's a weekend or a weekday generally a weekday is just going to be locals but a weekend we'll get some travelers which is cool you know what i mean yeah yeah because like out of here we like are we're like kind of spoiled because most tours will either hit la orange county or san diego or sometimes we'll get Mm -hmm. lucky and they'll hit all three so like we're able to like kind of like like pick and choose like where we go and like people like yeah like the scenes are always mixing because it's like not that far apart yeah that's cool like where we're at it's two hours from new york and two hours from philly so it's kind of like and sometimes they go to new york sometimes they go to philly 
or sometimes they'll play New York and then us and the people that would have had traveled for maybe in between there go to New York because there's just more shit to do. You know what I mean? Or vice versa for Philly. So we're kind of like we're in a good spot, but also like a little bit of a pickle when bands come through. So luckily, you know, we get bands that want to come through. Like Death Threat's going to come through in January, which I'm stoked on. Um, So as long as we could get bands to keep coming through the area like they used to i think it'll things will it goes it always goes in waves where you know it's slow or better so i think it's on a real good upswing with bands and shows that we're getting with traveling bands um so yeah with the local upswing of bands and the traveling bands and i'm gonna try to put out you know what i could um record wise and music wise for bands i think that's going to be a good recipe and tk books a lot of shows so i think it's just and that's another reason like you know i like our band because like we're involved and active you know what i mean and we care like tk like crushes at booking shows and stuff so um yeah i think we're on a good upswing right now hopefully it stays i think the key will be getting like younger like 14 15 like 13 even like that and that age of like figuring your like when i started going i feel like when people show up around that like three-year period 13 to 16 they stay way longer and they're way more into it so like like my girlfriend's cousin's 13 and he lives maybe like 20 minutes north of scranton and um the show's lately are going to be happening in Scranton because that's the venue that we have to go to right now, which is sick that they're letting us do it. Um, but I gave him like some flyers with both those, no, the November and the December show. So hope I like give them to your friends and hopefully like one of his older friends that drives brings a car full of them someday. You know what I mean? might not be those shows, but I don't know, maybe when he gets a license, he'll start driving people out. But that's, I think, most important is getting new faces at the shows yeah which is tough i feel um like when i was that age i was like very fortunate to have older friends that were willing mm-hmm. to like wait for me to get out of high school and, and pick and me drive, up yeah because yeah, um yeah uh growing up i lived in like the palm springs area and there was okay. yeah there was like no hardcore scene um growing up it was like it was like struggling so like we'd have to drive like an hour and a half or 2 hours um west to make it to like um any big show so like growing right. up i was like really lucky that's sick yeah that's i mean that's what it takes and look at you now you know you're doing like a podcast and stuff and you're giving back <laughs> it's yeah. it's the trying. circle you know yeah i'm trying tr- trying to give back um just doing like what i can because uh, I mean, like being in a band <laughs> is hard because I, i've like you know been in like two different bands that never really went anywhere but it's a lot of work yeah I, yeah it is that's why like i want to keep it kind of loose but tight what choice to make you know what i mean like do what we can if it if it fits type deal because uh, once things start getting too serious it's not fun and it yeah that's when it gets to be hard it stinks um okay hold on real quick i, I, I yeah. cough really bad <coughs> 
Oh God! All right, sorry. Um, when I uh, when I ask you about your your back, you said that you were oh yeah you hurt your back, but you were at jujitsu th- this morning. Oh yeah, like my back issue was like <clears throat> last year uh, at work. I blew it out um, when I was working that job. I like delivered water and like just thousands of pounds of shit to like Seven Elevens, like on hand, like hand truck so i'd load up like i don't know uh so we'd have boxes with gallons of water like the gallon jugs so there'd be six of them in there and uh like 10 of those on a and on a like a dolly like a hand truck and just be you know run like twenty thousand pounds a night (laughs) and uh you know your body's only built for so much so eventually that blew out and then uh that blew out in April, and then I ended up having to get surgery in September of that year. So from July 17 um, till like probably this July, I had to take off from jujitsu just with the surgery and like work stuff. Um, but now I'm back at it. Like I haven't been doing it a whole long time. I start Jack, who plays in strength for a reason, got into it. And he'd been doing it for a year, and I'm not into MMA or anything. So, oh really? I don't think he, yeah, no, I, he's not either. I don't think, but he's looking for something to do, and he got into it. And where he goes is like ten minutes from my house, so he's like, just okay, it was winter time. Um, he's like, I was looking for something to do, so he said, come, check it out. You know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. And I went over, and I fucking I loved it. So that was like January 17. Got hurt in April. But I was still working, so I was still going to jujitsu and just kind of doing it like modified because I was fucked up. And then uh, in July, uh, they took me off of my regular duty at work because it just got too bad. So then I stopped the jujitsu until I was like cleared, um, and that took about a year. But I, dude, I love it. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I'm not into MMA. I don't watch UFC or any of that stuff. But this is just like. I, I'm pretty scatterbrained, and uh, this kind of hones it in when I'm doing jujitsu. And it's just like you know, it's like chess with your body. It's fun, and everyone's pretty chill where I go, so it's not like someone's trying to rip my head off or my limbs. <laughs> Are works. you um, a, a fan of jujitsu? Like, do you follow the sport at all? Uh, like competition stuff. No, like I'll hear about they'll talk about it at class and stuff like when they're just like having conversation i'll hear names over and over again but i don't really follow the competition more so like i like stumbling on like i don't know someone talking about like techniques or something like that as opposed to the comp because i i'm not going to compete i don't care to compete i just want to have a good time you know what i mean I'm yeah. just doing it for like hardcore or anything. Like I ride BMX too. And I could give, I don't know who the hell's in the X games or any shit like that. Okay. I just like ride my bike and having a good time. So same thing with hardcore. Like, uh, I try to keep, you know, knowledgeable of what's going on, but I'm not as in tune with like someone a couple of years younger than me would be because that's, you know, they're more in tune with what's happening now. So I, I catch bands a little later than I should and stuff like that, but it is what it is. You know, as long as you're into what you're into for you, it works out better. I find like I could give a, if everyone I knew stopped going to hardcore shows, 
I would go see the bands and try to do a band <laughs> by my, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's something I enjoy. And as long as everyone does it like that, like it's what they enjoy, you'll get more dedicated people. I feel I could be wrong, but that's just what I think. And have you always done um, jujitsu just in the gi? Have you tried no gi? I've done, yeah, I've done no gi stuff. No gi's fun because it's uh, a lot more movement, not much stalling out. Um, so yeah, like um, I'll go like three classes a week and like two. I try to do like two open mats on the weekend, but the one class in the week is like a no gi class, which helps. You know, like with it's helped me with my movement and stuff and not getting really stuck. I still get stuck. Like I'm, I'm not good by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just trying to take steps towards progression. You know what I mean? Cause it's still, it takes people a long time to get good. So I think that's the appeal to it too. You, you have nowhere to go, but up. Yeah. Um, when I was uh, like a little bit younger, I had, um, like some aspirations to be like an MMA fighter and, uh, and like, so I'm back home, like before, um, I moved to orange County. Um, there was this USC fighter. His name was Cub Swanson. He had a, a gym back home. So I like signed up and, uh, I was like, like, I'm like obsessed with mixed martial arts. So I was like, okay, like oh, the next, cool. like I was like, the, the next step is to actually try it. So I started going and like learning and, um, I thought I knew how to fight cause I've been in like street fights before. Um, yeah. but, but like when I went into the gym, I was like super humble and, um, knew that there was people there that could beat me up. So, oh, yeah. um, like, like learning, um, was like really f- like, it was like super fun cause it was just like, um, like I was having like a better understanding of why um, people did things certain ways, Yeah, but um, like the whole method and philosophy behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Th- things like, yeah. like just made like way more sense and, um, things just like started to become more real to me because like there were people in there that, that like, that was their job. They were in there 24 seven to get better yeah. and to learn. And I, I didn't have that time because I had like a normal job. So I didn't have the luxury of being able to be in the gym all day. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of had to like, like accept that like I wasn't gonna be as good as them because at the rate I was learning, and yeah, uh, you're getting information in a drip, and they have the faucet wide open. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so it's like you're gonna against yourself be better than you were the last time, but against the person with the faucet open, they're getting that knowledge and. <laughs> Um, practice and training way more. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's tough. It, it is tough. Like, uh, I mean, where I go, everyone's just normal, like working people. So it's I, no one's like. Uh, we got some dudes that like do MMA stuff, and uh, they'll come through to like just like work on their like jujitsu game because it's just jujitsu. There's no like striking, mm-hmm. but uh, I know like it. It gets, um, I guess, I don't know. This might not be what you're trying to say, but it, it probably might have got like a little frustrating that you wanted to do more but didn't have the opportunity to. Is that kind of what you were getting at? Yeah, yeah, because I, I kind of just had to um, like accept that like I w- wasn't going to be good unless like, I quit my <laughs> job, which I just wasn't in a position to, to do that. So it was just kind yeah. of a bummer. 
I guess, but on the same coin, it's like, <laughs> not that you wouldn't be good. It's just that it would just, the progression would take a longer time, but you would probably get to the point of being good. You know, it was just a longer progression. Yeah. And if that makes I, sense. Yeah, no. And I always like created this, um, like fear in, in my, my mind that I would get hurt in class and not be able oh, to work. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, people getting injured no, all the time. Yeah, that happens. People get hurt. I mean, just even like, like I ride BMX and that, that's always, like, as you get older, like that shit, like is in the back of your mind. Like, ah, oh, man, if I get broke off, I, this could fuck up like my income and stuff. But I mean, life happens and you could just as easily get hurt walking down your steps and you miss a step. You know what I mean? You could get hurt just as bad as you would at the gym if you miss a step or uh, you're at a show and something happens weird. Life, there's normal people that get hurt catastrophically. So I try to think of it that way too. Yeah, that's true. I was at a show like a, a it was like two Fridays ago. No, was it two or was it maybe like two or three weeks ago? And I was like moshing and like. Mm-hmm. I hurt my shoulder and I don't even know how I did it. And I I felt so stupid. I was like, why did I even go in there? I should have just stayed like on the side of the pit and I would have been fine. Yeah. I know Um, the feeling. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just like, maybe it's cause I'm old or maybe I should have stretched. I don't know. Yeah. I I've ended up kind of altering the way, like I'll, I'll get out there and like participate when the bands, like I won't, swing my limbs as loosely anymore because i find that my joints start to hurt so i just try to keep keep it tight and have a good time yeah definitely feel you on that one i mean i'm like way more cautious now yeah um i don't know if i wanted to add something i don't know yeah jujitsu is fun it's sick i'm glad you asked about it because i could go on about it forever i love oh actually so the string of this, I might be fucking this up, but so Jotham and Wisdom and Chains, he does jujitsu and he's way into it. He's like a purple belt. Okay. But Billy Biohazard got him into it when they were on some tour. And I, I don't know. I want to say, I don't know if Jack was just looking for something or if Jotham was kind of pushing him to like try it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, if that's the case, then Jack pushed me to try it out. So I think it's just like funny how small the world is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, it seems like so vast, but like, it, like everybody knows everybody. Cause it's all subcultures. You know what I mean? Subcultures are only so big and they overlap in certain points. So it's, it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's like so appealing. Yeah, like I, I think about um, like I'm, I'm in this group chat, um, and there's like like a few of us, and we're spread out like across the U.S. and mm-hmm. um, like whenever I'm curious about like trying to get somebody on, I'll just kind of like chime in the, like the chat and be like, hey, does anybody know this person? And um, I don't think there's been one person that nobody's known. Yeah, it's always like six degrees of separation. Yeah, which is crazy because, like, I, I still think that, like, hardcore is, like, so big, but in yeah. reality, it's I not mean, as big as I think. I mean, it's worldwide, but yeah, somehow, for sure. like, especially with the internet, like, everything's accessible to everybody and people start to communicate, even though they might not 
meet each other because there's an ocean between them. Mm-hmm. They communicate and get to know each other. And then if one crosses that ocean there, there's already like uh, a foundation to some sort of relationship between those two people via this subculture. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I think that that's awesome that we're able to like bond like so well because of this one thing. Oh yeah. Like literally this is our first time verbally speaking. We texted a little bit for a day and we're holding like a conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, for sure. It's, it's neat. Yeah. Um, also I love talking cause like in like my normal life, I'm so like antisocial. Um, oh yeah and i don't know i'm I'm just like weird and uh i know i feel like um when i when i like hardcore jujitsu bmx anything if i if someone knows a little bit about it and wants to discuss it i feel like i get off the rails because i don't discuss it you know what i mean yeah i don't i don't hang out a ton with people um in general like i have band practice i'll see those dudes um once in a while I'll go out to eat with people, but I'm, I'm a general homebody besides like shows and jujitsu class. And when I try to ride my bike with some of my BMX friends, like, so when I get, especially like a new person, it's, I feel like I'm like, man, you gotta shut yourself the fuck up. Cause you're cre- weird in this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But in reality, I, and then like, I'll, I apologize if I've been, talking too much and they're like no no it's fine like i like listening so either they're lying or they're not so (laughs) hopefully they're not okay real quick um you mentioned that you're into bmx um yeah do you know that guy adam 22 yeah i i don't know him personally i know of him i know people that like know him that like live in california i i I think his whole persona is kind of weird, but I don't know him personally. <laughs> okay. Cause like I got, I remember uh, hearing about him on like the B nine board, like way back into the, like the day. Um, but then I started like, you know, listening to like more like rap and hip hop and somehow, okay. um, he's like a staple in the culture. Yeah. And- I don't know how that really happened. <laughs> like I knew him via, he did like a website called the come up and it was okay. like post like, uh, relevant like BMX like web videos and things like that, and uh, and then all yeah all of a sudden like all of a sudden he was like some like rapper dude like hang around and uh, yeah and that's just I don't really follow that shit but just via BMX and all that stuff you see things pop up um, and I have some like BMX people in California and stuff but uh, yeah I don't. I don't know. I don't know the dude personally. He could suck. He could be cool. But the whole persona, I think, is kind of goofy. All right. I feel like I just had to ask because I know that he used to be in that like BMX world. Yeah, I'm sure he still is, you know, but I'm his rap thing, hang around thing took over. (laughs) Yeah, he's like out here. He's actually like a big deal, like in that Uh, world. Yeah, I think he's like some sort of weird personality like known i'm sure where he lives he's known like people probably see him out there go fuck that's adam 22 but it's like i don't know the dude could probably walk by me like uh while i'm in line somewhere to get food and i'd be like oh there's that weirdo 
you know? Yeah. I, I feel like if I ever saw him, I would just want to like talk to him about like hardcore. Yeah. I honestly didn't know he was into hardcore to be totally honest. I only knew him through his like that web that BMX website. Okay. And then, then all of a sudden he's what he is now. Yeah. Because I wasn't on B nine really back okay. in the day. Like I was on like local boards and that was about it. Yeah. Um. I don't remember. I yeah. I, I just remember seeing his name like on the board like all the time. Uh, but yeah. Then, uh, when I started like following him after he moved out to LA, I saw that he interviewed, um, incendiary and, okay. I, and I thought he was going to do more hardcore bands. Cause he talked about getting some bands from LA like on his podcast, but it just never happened. Yeah. I don't listen to his podcast or anything. So, okay. but mate, I'm like I said, it's all subcultures. So there's overlap. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that he had hardcore bands on his podcast or that he's trying to get more. He probably has like rapper people, BMX people, skate people, graffiti people, the whole the whole circle of life, you know what I mean? The whole Venn diagram of subcultures there. Yeah, which is not a bad move. No, I mean, you're going to get a wider audience of listeners, you know? Like, um, <coughs> yeah. yeah. He, uh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I feel like I'm kind of putting myself in this box of like, like hardcore because like, um, like everybody that I've had on is in a hardcore band. Yeah. Um, which like is, you know, obviously like by my doing because I was fans of those people. Um, but like, I'm like, I, I've been trying to break out and like get people from like other like worlds, but, um, it, it's just so hard cause they like, look, look at what I've done and think like, Oh, this is just some, some guy who like interviews like hardcore people. Like I'm not going to go on. Yeah. There. I mean, I guess it kind of happens like over time too with stuff like that. Like you should get, uh, this one kid plays in Warren, Pete Maria. Uh, but he does a lot of band art like i like like that's like his like forte so it'd be cool if you add him on to talk about like his like art shit and like then you have like an art hardcore connection and then from there you know what i mean it's uh there's all so, sorts of crossover and i'm sure it'll happen over time if you wanted to if not fuck it like people want to tune in and listen to some hardcore stuff that's cool too like i like doing that like it'll be like i'm in the mood for this to listen to so i'll put on the specific thing to listen to as opposed to i don't know what i'm gonna get on this episode i might skip this episode entirely all right well you'll have to link me up with your buddy and hopefully he'll be willing to come on oh i'm sure i already uh i know i mentioned like getting uh ryan from one step closer and dan he sings and warn i texted both of them they said they'd be down if you're down so if you ever want we can put you on with them. They're they're a couple of years younger than me. Actually, Ryan just turned nineteen, so he's like he's like at the forefront of like the area right now as to what's current and what's going on. Dan's a couple of years younger than me, but they have two good bands in the area that are doing stuff. So if you have them on, that'd be sick. Yeah, I'm definitely open to having them on. Like, I feel like I'm like willing to have like everyone on. Oh yeah, I mean, why, <laughs> why turn it down if like it's more people to talk to, more content to create? 
it's all positive, not negative, you know? Yeah, for sure. Definitely so. down for that. Cause I, with like music, I growing up, I've always been interested, um, in like, uh, like other scenes. Cause I was so like, yeah. isolated in Palm Springs. I was always curious about how things happened or what was going on like across the U S or the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always like checking out music from other areas and especially like underground type music. Like, yeah, it's cool to see, like, I guess, like, who's involved. Like, it's more, um, I guess you could feel more connected with that as opposed to, like, um, a lar- like a more accessible genre of music like uh rock or rap or something like that from certain areas it's like those those people are like that might be trying to like make a career out of it and like you know they're doing bigger things whereas like more underground punk hardcore stuff you could you could reach like you reached out you could reach out to that person and be like hey can i book you hey um could i get this shirt off you or do you want to just exchange emails? My band might come out that way. You know what I mean? That's what I like about like this genre of music within the whole world, honestly. You know what I mean? You reach out to someone somewhere and you already have that seed um, planted and vice versa. So it's it's real cool. Like I never really say it out loud or get to think about it. It's just saying it out loud. It's neat. But yeah, discovering other regions and other bands and other artists is always fucking cool for sure yeah definitely um feel that because um sometimes i i think about like pop music and yeah um i'm like really into this uh singer her name's halsey have you ever heard of her oh i've heard yeah okay i I listen to stuff like that like uh lana del rey shit like that (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I, um, saw her, it was like, I want to say it was like two years ago. She played like the small room of this venue out here. And then like within, um, one year she like blew up and is like doing like, uh, stadium tours across the U S she's on like the festival circuit. And like, I, I feel like, um, when she was doing like the smaller stuff, like on her come up, it was like really cool because like her community was like yes. super like tight knit and like, you know, waiting in line at, at her shows. Like we all like exchange Instagrams and stuff, but now that she's yeah. like blown up, like the whole world is like basically into her. So it's it just like, it's just hard to, um, stay but at connected, least you know, you got that early connection with, uh, before it went huge which is like that small community is the only ones who are going to have that that early experience with this larger artist you know what i mean unless you catch her on some like secret show or something like that but uh that that's cool in and of itself like in reference to uh people doing music and making it big and being able to catch them before they blow up i feel like it's cool or getting to catch them once they're big in a more intimate setting by hooker by crook you know what i mean um yeah i think that that's actually a real cool story 
<laughs> yeah um it was definitely like yeah i was just like um you know it's funny taking this way back um i was listening to um like ellie goulding on spotify oh yeah and um halsey came up as a related artist that's how i, I found out about her hey there it is <laughs> yeah that, that's crazy i, I just it I, works i just remember that wow um, okay <laughs> that's like I, I'm trying to get like I always liked reggae but I can never remember like people's names and stuff so like now like on Spotify I can just like click through and actually recognize like these reggae people you know what I mean Okay. and uh, try to search out maybe physical music from there you know because I, I don't know I always like putting on reggae and just like um, in traffic or so, something where I'm about to get high strung calms me down but um yeah, I think Spotify is like good for for things like that, you know, trying to familiar yourself with a genre or artists or just learning new artists. Yeah, I feel like Spotify should cut us a check for all this promotion we're giving them. I know. Fuck, man. <coughs> but uh, they'll probably just make me pay them three more bucks a month or something. <laughs> probably. They're uh, just all about taking money from all of us. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like with everything technological, a real double edged sword. It's hurting physical music, but it's also making music way more accessible to people. So it's, you know, a little bit of a coin flip on what's if it's good or bad. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Ever since I signed up for those like streaming services, um, I don't really pirate music as much as I used to. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't have to. You, you already paid X amount of money for the month and you just listen to music as much as you please. You don't need to have it stored on your uh, computer or whatever, like an iPod and bring it on up because it's already in your phone on this app. And it's a way larger library of music. Yeah, it's like literally everything not just hardcore oh yeah it's every it's so much shit like i just um the dudes in my band just put me onto this uh group uh always it's like with two v's though like a l v v a y s and it's like uh alt rock stuff but uh it's good and then from like i could look them up and just listen to them easy no no questions asked yeah like you don't have to go down to the record store or look up their media yeah. fire links to try to get their albums. But then like, you know, for the people who are in physical music are going to seek it out. So if I want to like get the, like, Oh, I'm into this band always. I'm going to try to score one of their records. I'll order a record off them. You know what I mean? Or I'll try to catch them and buy a record at their show if I could catch them. But I guess Spotify could lead to the purchase of physical music for people who want physical music. Yeah. For me, like I like to have everything digital except for like, I um, collect comic books. That's like the only thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. For some weird reason, like I just don't want to switch over um, to digital. Cause like, I just love the routine of going down to my local comic shop and I'm friends with the owner and he's like a really nice guy. So I, I just love hanging out with him. I actually used to work yeah. for him. He hired me for like a year. Um, so I, I used to work at the comic shop that I shop at and it's just like fun being there. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you probably going like not to be weird, but it's like probably going and like, you like recognize like the smell of the shop. You know what I mean? Like it probably like triggers something in your brain, like, like fond memories of the shop or just like happening upon like a comic book that you didn't know was in there that you didn't even know you wanted until you saw it. And you're like, fuck, I wanted this thing. That's like, I was in uh, Richmond, Virginia recently. And I went to the record store, their vinyl conflict and they had um, two for a dollar, seven inches. Like he has like a system where he rotates things out, you know? And it's, I happened upon like so many good records, like that I wasn't even thinking about. And I'm like, fuck, this is so sick. And I like just, you know, thumb like fingering through like the records on the racks and happening upon them you know and that's you can't do that digitally i guess you could in related artists but it's not a physical thing it's not uh a trip to the store and experience you know what i mean it's just it's just a hit of the thumb so in that respect yeah like comic books physical like records all that tapes whatever Going to the place, the record store, the comic, the, the for people in video games, the video game store, whatever. Going there and like uh, the making an experience of it, I think is cool. So yeah, that makes sense with the comic books for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been here for about an hour and a half. I think this would be a good okay. place to to end it. Okay. Um, cool. Is there anything you would like to shout out or plug before we sign off? Um, yeah. Um, check out One Step Closer, Worn, Night Fear, Ripped Away, Choice to Make. <laughs> um, and check out 1240 Records or keep your eyes peeled because we're finna do some stuff with Worn in the next year. Um, try to think. Yeah, um, try to just go to your local shows, support your local bands, start a band, book a show, try to, you know, interact and do something. It'll be fun and satisfying. That's it. All right. Well, thank you for coming on and giving me your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, I would, um, love to have you back on um whenever 1240 does something or the new choice to make record i'm sure i'll ask you to come back on oh yeah for sure anytime all right well thanks for being on thank you guys for listening this has been another episode of the jamie rk podcast always on top